Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a lot to get into, you guys. You sent in a bunch of emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Thanks so much for that. And I have a few things that I want to tell you. First of all, I went apple picking today. Okay. I was a basic bitch Becky today. And when I tell you I just had the most wonderful day ever, I pet all the animals. They had animals. They had little tiny. First of all, have you ever seen a tiny horse in person? I could not stop laughing looking at these little animals. I'm like, why are you so close to the ground? You're a horse. You're supposed to have horsepower. And yet you can barely move because you're so tiny. And by the way, so fat because they get fed all day. You can, you know, they have those little machines. You could feed the horses. And I was just cracking up looking at these animals. I'm like, you're a freak. You're a freak at this point. I told my friend, I'm like, I'm going to go there in the middle of the night and set everyone free because I could really use one of those in my house. Honestly, I really, really loved it. And, um, there was a bunch of stuff to do. You could pick your own flowers and, um, I, I, we went apple picking, right? So here's what happens when you go apple picking. You drive three hours into the middle of fucking New Jersey. Okay. And they give you a tiny Ziploc bag. The bag is like a little bit bigger than a sandwich bag, like a Ziploc sandwich bag. And the guy says, after you pay $35, $35, he says, however many apples you could fit in this bag, you get to keep. And everything else we'll charge you for on your way out. So I don't know if you guys know this about me. I think you do. One thing about me is I'm going to steal. So I had my giant pocketbook, my giant bag on my shoulder, and I shoplifted several thousand apples. Actually, to be exact, it wasn't thousands, but it was 18 apples. Two apples fit in that bag. I'm like, okay, so you want me to pay over $15 per apple, bitch? I don't think so. Not today. They grow on trees and you guys got plenty of them. Okay. This is highway robbery at this point. So I did steal a lot of apples. Don't tell anyone, please, please just keep that between you and I. Okay. Also, oh my God, (laughs) guys, wait, I have to tell you the funniest. I have to tell you the funniest story. (laughs) Okay. My friend went on a date. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My friend went on a date. This is like the funniest shit. I don't know why, but I just am so tickled by this. My friend went on a date with this guy. First date, they go out to a seafood restaurant. He orders chicken. Okay. And she, (laughs) she said, I I said, how was the date? She (laughs) She said he ordered chicken and he didn't cut it. I was like, girl, what do you mean he didn't cut it? She goes, he just stuck his fork in it and just started biting. And just started like biting it like it was a banana. <laughs> if that's not the funniest shit you've ever heard in your life. And she's like very new to dating. This was like literally her first date in a long time. She wasn't ready to get back out there. <laughs> And she goes, 
she goes, I couldn't even like, she's like, it was happening. And I knew it was happening. And the way she describes it was so perfect. I feel like I'm going to butcher it, but you know, when you're on a date or you're with like, even like a person that you're friends with or somebody you're dating and you don't, they're doing something that's so cringy to you, but you can't say anything. So you just kind of don't look at it. Like I had that, I was dating a guy and for the first few months of us dating, I was like mortified anytime we ate together. And the reason why is because he would eat like he was about to go to the electric chair. Like he ate as if he was told, listen, you have five minutes to live. That's your life expectancy. It was the sounds. It was a mess. There were fingers and I'm pretty stuff like that. Ooks me out a little bit. So when he would eat, I would just, I would just kind of look at the table, like a little, you know, like that little orphan Oliver twist would do when he was eating, I would just look down at the table because I couldn't fucking look at it because honestly, I'm not being dramatic. I would lose my appetite. So I was hysterical fucking laughing when she told me that this guy just stuck a fork in his chicken like a caveman and just started chewing on it <laughs> shut up shut up i can't i just can't i just can't why are they like that and I, and he's 38 you guys he's 38 She's like, he's really good looking. Like he's a good looking guy. He's interesting. He's cool. She's like, he hasn't had like real long-term relationships. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird. Cause he seems like a really great guy. And then she told me the thing about the chicken. I go, yeah, this checks out. And now we know how to deal with it further. Now we know that he, something's got, something's gone on there. And there's some darkness there. If he's just stabbing a chicken. <laughs> You guys, that shit cracked me the fuck up more than anything. But, oh God, I hope you, I, I hope you get a kick out of that. If anything like that has happened to you on a date, please do let me know because that is, I love hearing stories like that. It's just like, what planet, what planet are you from? Um, also, I wanted to ask you guys a question and, and I have to be careful with my wording with this because I just got to be careful. Does anyone care about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox? I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. But I have a hard time believing that people care this much. Let me know. And that's all I'm going to say. Listen, I love Machine Gun Kelly. He's great. I love Megan Fox. I think she's so hot. I'm not hating on them particularly. Like, I'm not hating on them specifically. Like, I, I like them both. I like his music. I like, I think she's stunning. I like her acting. I like the movies she's been in, but to be doing this little PR tour on a relationship, you guys, it's a little fishy to me. Speaking of fishy stuff, I shared this on my Instagram the other day and I wanted, I wanted to share it here in case you guys don't follow me, which by the way, if you listen to the podcast, you don't follow me on Instagram. It's because you think I'm ugly, which kind of hurts my feelings, but a lot of you had, I had done a Q and a on Instagram and a lot of people had asked me what I think about the Brian laundry situation. I'm assuming, you know, they were secret keepers because, um, I didn't say anything about it on Instagram before I only talked about it on the pod, but here's what I think for those of you that are just, that didn't hear about the news. 
remains were found of Brian Laundry in a, uh, you know, whatever the fuck it is. I, I don't know if it's the woods or if it's a swamp. I don't know. Somewhere in Florida. But they said that it was his remains. They found his notebook. They found his backpack along with it near the remains. And, and this is why the situation is so fishy. Okay, it is more fishy than freaking Long John Silver's fish restaurant. Okay, it's more, it's more fishy than the Red Lobster at this point. And here's why. This is my theory. It's a conspiracy theory. I'm telling you that right now. So buckle up. I think that the parents are really, really need to go in for questioning because they knew some shit that we didn't know. And it's very obvious. They weren't involved in the search efforts. Then the day that Brian's remains were found, they had they had called up the police the night before and said, we're, we're ready to go start looking for him or whatever they said. They took the police almost immediately to his remains where they were found. They said this this part of land was underwater for a little bit. And they found a, a, a piece, a, you know, some remains, um, but they speculated that, you know, maybe the rest of him was eaten by an alligator. And I said this on Instagram. I'm not putting this past alligators. I know alligators just really will swallow one of us whole. And this is why I really don't think we should be going out in swamps and anything of that nature. Honestly, if you live in Florida, just stay in, stay in your house in general. Because I saw a freaking alligator once. This wasn't in Florida, but they really are just everywhere in Florida. But um, I was in Louisiana once and I and I saw an alligator with one eye. And I was like, Jesus Christ, those motherfuckers are dinosaurs. So I'm not putting it past them. I know they eat people, but I think it's weird that the parents knew exactly after a whole month of searching for him, they knew exactly where he was at and the fact that, oh, this was all underwater. Then why were his belongings so close to his remains? It seems a little bit like a plant, right? Seems like they they knew where he was hiding the entire time. Then they told him, and this is my conspiracy theory, don't come for me. But they told him, hey, you chop off a finger, lose a digit, you know, and, and find your way to, to Venezuela or Colombia or something. You got to leave the country. Maybe he's in Puerto Rico. Maybe he's in Mexico. He could be anywhere. So I was asking, what remains did they find? And then they said, it, you know, they, they haven't really released that much information, but there's a lot of hearsay about the situation. So it's hard to know what is actual facts and what people are just kind of speculating. Um, but some people said it was teeth with no bone. Other people are saying there were bones. Other people are saying it's dentures. I'm like, what fucking 24 year old? Listen, I'm not going to go there. I always want to go there and I never, and I won't, and I won't, but anywho, that's my thought on the whole thing. I think the parents really are suspicious and I know parents do what they ever, whatever they got to do for their kids, you know, but they got to be brought in for questioning because they're guilty in this situation too. But I don't know. I feel like, Hey, if it was his head, all right, he's, he's not alive anymore. But if it was a couple teeth, hey, what can you do? Could be fake. And did I watch season three of you the other day before I made up this conspiracy theory? Yes, I did. And I finished it. Um, and by the way, yeah, I, I've said this before, but it was terrible. 
Uh, we're going to get into some questions here. You guys sent in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and I love you for it. We're going to get right into it. So this one says, why do I care? Hey, Carly, Stanley, and Robert. Hello. The babies say hello. I'm a new listener. I've been binging episodes since I started listening. I love your sense of humor and the advice that you give the girlies. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Recently, this guy I was casually dating for about a month and a half broke it up with me because he quote unquote, isn't emotionally available for any kind of relationship, which is what he explained. Um, I kind of knew this going in, but I was totally blinded by how gosh darn cute he was. I had fun hanging out with him, even though there were some red flags, which I 100% ignored. Anyway, since being dumped, I can't seem to feel better about things. I constantly think about how it could, I could have been better, um, to make him stay or memories of stuff that we did together pop into my head at random times. I feel pretty sad about things ending even though we only saw each other for less than two months. Why am I so freaking obsessed with this guy who is totally emotionally unavailable? And how do I move on? <clears throat> okay. You're obsessed with this guy because he is totally emotionally unavailable. I, I think that's what it is. And hey, this is the pot calling the kettle black here. Uh, I've been there. Um, I think what happens is when we're with somebody that's emotionally unavailable, and even if they say in the beginning, like, I don't want anything, I'm not ready for a relationship and whatever. And we say we're okay with that. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we think we are and we're, it's new and it's exciting and we're confused or we don't know how we feel yet. Um, and then feelings develop the more you get to know somebody. What I will say is this is not anything that has to do with you. Absolutely nothing to do with you. Like he's not ready. He's simply not ready. And there's a lot of people that are out there like that. What happens, what sucks about the situation is that those people get into situationships with people who really like them. You know, it, it sucks for everyone. Um, but I've been where you're at before where I'm like, oh, he says he doesn't want a relationship, but wait till he sees my scrunchie collection. And then I think that I have all this special stuff going on. And the guy's like, sir, this is a freaking cheesecake factory and I'm your waiter. Okay. And I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> that seems weird, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. You'll move on. You just got to get back out there. I think something like this, especially since it was so short lived, I do believe that you can have feelings for somebody in such a short amount of time, but, uh, you'll get over it real, real quick. I think. I think it hurts. You know, we always say like men have this ego. We have an ego too. We want to feel like we're special to somebody that we have feelings for. And of course we're human. It is what it is, unfortunately, but, um, you got to get back out there, girly, go, go on a date, go on a date. Okay. I had prompted a question last week and that's what this email is about. This one says how I knew he worshiped me. Um, hi, I, how I knew I found my one true simp. <laughs> so the question I had asked was, how did you know somebody was in love with you, obsessed with you in a non-toxic way? Okay. Um, in, in a non-GMO, in a non-toxic, non-genetically modified way. But this girl says he cleaned my glasses every time he cleaned his. Oh my God. Uh, and then she says, I'm terrible at plugging my phone in before going to bed. And he always makes sure to check in, to check mine and plug it in for me. If I forgot, these are just two of my favorites. Oh my God. That honestly makes me want to cry and gives me so much hope in humanity after hearing about chicken boy. 
you know? So this next one says, help, I'm a dumbass, I think. Greetings, Carly, Robert, and Stanley. My greatest apologies for mis- misspellings and or incoherent sentences you are about to read. I'm dyslexic as shit. Well, girl, this is going to be a crazy ride if you are, because I could, you know, I'm Ron Burgundy here. I'm always reading things just wacky, all willy nilly. And I love you guys that you don't judge me for that. So she says, okay, so I broke up with my ex in April. He literally forgot my birthday, even though it was four days after his. So like eat dirt. Right. And I decided I was going to go through a phase where I never went through my late that I never went through my late teens slash early twenties for a hot sec there. I had a full roller uh, for roster of dudes, um, that I was talking to and sending noodles <laughs> because what am I, if not a hot little chicken wing, my roster had whittled down to three, the engineer, the little cowboy and not homeless Joel. This is literally how I referred to them to my friends as of July, <laughs> as of July, because I get very bored with men when they're dumb. At this point, I had only met one of them in parentheses, the engineer who I had been regularly banging but I started to develop feelings for the little cowboy. I, I, I'm a little, I, I gotta say, I'm a little concerned that he's a little cowboy. The first visual that comes to my mind is that little cowboy that was in the Walmart. Do you remember him? So she started to develop feelings for a little cowboy. I started going out with him, ended up sleeping with the guy. And then a few days later, we were literally on the phone talking about how much we liked each other and how much fun we were having hanging out. This mofo hits me with, quote, I've never told anyone else about all the family shit that's going on besides you because there's so much going on. I'm not ready for anything more with you right now. I haven't told anyone else about all the family shit. Okay. So he was like venting to you on the phone. And then he said, there's so much going on. I'm not ready for anything more. What? She says, I cried. I cried about this. I cried because I told my mom how much I liked this guy. I told my mother, Carly, my mother. I also cried to not homeless Joel about it. And he was like, baby, I will be your only boyfriend. It's okay because he's weird and I love him. I also think I like the engineer, but I don't know if he would like mesh well with my family and friends. And that's important for me. So what should I do? Continue to see the engineer, but tell him that I don't know what I want from him. I'm scared. I'm going to fall into some like bland relationship in parentheses, great sex though, because I'm sad about some other dude. Thanks for taking the time to read out my problems. Please give each of the babies big smooches for me. Love them and love you. Okay. And then she says, oh, and the engineer has his own home and is renovating it completely by my, by himself. And that's hot. That is very hot. We love a man with a hammer. We love a man with a screw gun and a freaking box of nails, right? And a bunch of wrenches because a real man has more than seven sized wrenches for some reason. (laughs) Men have no less than 10 wrenches and ask a man, go right ahead and ask your man. When's the last time he used one of those babies? I'm not going to lie to you right now. I have 10 wrenches and I don't know why. I don't know where I manufactured these wrenches, but they are present in my home should I ever need 10? But anywho, yes, that is hot. I understand why you're sad um, that this guy, it's so weird. I mean, I feel like everybody's kind of going through the same shit right now where it's like, 
here's the thing. I don't think you owe anyone an explanation where you're at right now, as long as you haven't had the conversation yet of what do you want? What, what do you, where do you see us going? What do you think of me? What do you think we can turn into? Do you want a relationship? Whatever type of, you know, the conversations we have to have in the beginning. If you haven't had that conversation with the engineer or non-homeless Joel, then you don't owe that to either of them. What I'm going to say to you is if one of them was for you, I think you would know it. And I think you would be a little bit more sure. Um, so I'm going to, again, encourage, encourage my girlies to go out, to get out there. Okay. I'm encouraging my girlies to get out there. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends over at Truff. Truff is the luxury hot sauce inspired by the elegance and indulgence of truffles. I absolutely love Truff. I know I've spoken about this before, but you guys know I love my hot sauce. Oh my God, that Truff hot sauce is addicting. I love it. I love the pasta sauce. I love the freaking mayo. I love the spicy mayo. I love all of the things. Okay. And I'm not just saying that you could hear it in my damn voice that I'm being genuine and legitimate. Okay. I put hot sauce on everything. I put it on eggs. I put it on sandwiches. I put it just, I slice up a freaking avocado and put some truff on there. And it does feel luxurious. It does feel very, uh, almost Italian to be having anything with truffles in it. Because the only other time I ever had anything with truffles when I was, when I was in Italy and it was, you know, it was pretty luxurious over there in Italy. But, um, other than that, I never was like a truffle person, but this stuff is just like perfect amount. It's not too overbearing. It's not overpowering of the sauce. And it's just really, you know what? It's just really damn good. Um, a lot of people use truff for the IG. It looks good. It tastes even better. Oh yeah. That also reminds me the bottle is truly stunning. It, it looks like there's a, the, a freaking emerald from Indiana Jones on top as the lid. Hello. We love to see it, but truff uh, flagship hot sauce. The flavor packed black truffle hot sauce is the one that started it all. It's got black truffles, ripe chills. Oh, I'm sorry. Ripe chilies, not ripe chills. What is that? Uh, savory spices and organic agave nectar. Uh, they also have truff hotter hot sauce infused with extra jalapenos, red chili, and habanero. If you want to take it up a notch. And then they have the premium white truff sauce with the rare and decadent white truffle. Yes. I said decadent here on the club. Plus they got the mayo and the pasta sauce and you already know all about it. It's been named on Oprah's favorite things for two years in a row. Okay. And just for my listeners, they're giving you an amazing offer. Get 15% off site wide plus free shipping with promo code secret at truff.com. That's 15% off plus free shipping on everything. Just shop at truff.com. That's T-R-U-F-F. F as in fantastic.com and use promo code secret. We also have my other favorite, my other favorite babies, Nutrafol. I absolutely love Nutrafol. 30 million women experience weakened or thinning hair. Did you hear that? 30, three, zero million. But you can join the thousands of women that have taken back the control of their hair with Nutrafol. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. I love the last time I had spoken about this, I got a few emails from you guys listening saying that you use it and you love it or your friends use it and you love it. And I highly recommend it. I have noticed a difference in my hair. I have been the last few years trying to kind of put a little bit more into my hair routine because you guys know I was growing my hair out. It was this whole drama, right? It's always some drama with my hair. It was breaking off. I had a mullet. I looked like dog, the bounty hunter. I looked like Joe dirt. And now here I am with some, I got to say, I have horse girl hair. Now, you know how girls that love horses, they have that long ass hair. Oh, 
they have that long hair. That's me. So Nutrafol is a physician formulated to be 100% drug-free. Only natural, clinical, effective botanicals are in it. It works by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and your metabolism. It's easy to get help. Visit Nutrafol.com and take their hair wellness quiz for customized product recommendations. When you subscribe, when you subscribe, you'll receive monthly deliveries. So you never miss a dose. Does it work? Yes. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months, more than 1500 top doctors, top, top doctors recommended. You may also notice improvements in your overall well-being, included restful sleep, less stress, better skin, nails, and libido. So, Hey, that's a pretty good package. If you ask me. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code SECRET. New customers get $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer available anywhere and only available to U.S.-based customers for a limited time. Plus, get free shipping on every order. So take $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-O-F-L. I'm sorry. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. Jesus, it gets me every time. Let me start it over. Plus get free shipping on every order. So take $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code secret. Stand up for your strands and get Nutrafol. Thank you so much for Nutrafol and for Trump for sponsoring the Secret Keepers Club. Let's get back to the show. This next one is called Bitter Bad Bitch. Mm, Sounds like me. Hey, Carly and sweet baby angel men, Robert and Stan man. I think they want a brother, by the way. Um, Three is the magic number to round out the crew. My suggestion. Can I tell you something? I was watching one of my friend's cats uh, for two days and there was a lot of drama in my house. Robert, of course, is such a freaking angel. I mean, Robert literally, hi, sweetie. He looked up at me. He knows his name. He's so smart. Babe, you're so smart right now. Don't look at me. You're so fluffy. But yeah, Rob had no problem with the, with the kitten being here. He was like sniffing him and kissing him and just being such a sweet, fluffy muffet. Now, Mr. Stanley Tucci, there was a lot of growling. And there was a lot of staring wherever this cat was. Stanley was just a few feet away, staring at him. And if this cat made any sudden movements, Stanley was making noises. I've never heard come out of his mouth before. He was going, Ooh, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? But it really was very cute. And, and I think if I, um, got another kitten, which I'm open to. I would, but I would want one to like fall into my lap. I'm not actively seeking one. Surprisingly, my neighbor texted me yesterday and he said that someone, um, at his work found these weak old kittens weak old and the mother left them and never came back for them. First of all, I hope the mom's okay. I hope she didn't get like hurt or something, but she never came back for them. So his friend is, is nursing with a bottle, these little kittens. And I said, Oh, if, she needs someone to take one of them. I'll, I'll be glad, but you guys, I want 80 cats. I love cats and I highly suggest that you get one. They're so weird and funny, but anywho, I'm done talking about cats. That's my, (laughs) something always happens where I have to tell you a cat story. Apologize for that. So, okay. 
She says, I've always wanted to write in, but my life is kind of boring. And I usually complain to my therapist about all my boy issues. But recently, as I'm getting older, 35 and becoming a little bit more bitter towards marriage, she doesn't seem to get it being married for 509 years. Anyway, I've been single for about two years with some pounding losers from the apps here and there. I've learned a lot from my past relationships and refuse to look past similar red flags of in any guys I meet. I don't really go out and I don't drink, which makes it even harder for me to meet people. I'm not opposed to dating someone who does both, but it seems to turn guys off when I tell them this. Most people I know nowadays are in relationships or married and give advice usually insinuating I'm the one doing something wrong. And you know what? Fuck that. Yeah, girl, fuck that. I know I'm trying my hardest and I'm sure you know that most men just suck. Yes, guys, you heard about chicken boy. Uh, Anytime I hear about someone getting married or engaged, all I can think of is the average marriage now lasts about eight years and divorce rates are 50-50. So good luck to them. I recently met a guy and we have a lot in common. He's very hot and we talked on the phone and texted every day for about a month, but the same old shit happened where he started to slowly ghost me and I took the hint and texted him angrily saying to never text me again. I ended up texting him a few days ago, apologizing for kind of being crazy and he said, no worries. Now I'm obsessed with him and I can't stop thinking about why he doesn't like me. Oh my God, I swear to God, we're all on the same, we're all on the same bullshit. You're, I swear to God, we're all on the same shit. Um, okay, wait, I'm going to continue. And then I'm going to go on my rant. And can I get him to like me? I know. I already know the answer to this is no. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my God. And honestly, don't think I really liked him. Um, just kind of the idea of us having so much in common. This sounds really pathetic, even though I'm realistic, I find myself doing a lot of shower crying at night because I'm so lonely. Oh, Avi, I cannot handle rejection well. I've seen two psychics this past week and listened to Manifesting Love YouTubes every night before bed. Any words of encouragement are appreciated and to help me stop being so sad. Love you, kiss you right on the lips, XOXO, sad girl. Aw. Well, I'm sorry you're feeling blue about this. I'm sorry you're feeling down in the dumps. I think a lot of the feelings that you're having for this guy um, are probably coming more so from him feeling some type of a void that you're, that you have just how you're saying you're, you're feeling kind of disenchanted with dating in general. It's always the same bullshit time and time again, people act like they're serious and then they ghost and then you, you kind of depend on them or have feelings for them and everything kind of blows up. And it's just one of these things, unfortunately, It's so common. I mean, this is, we hear so much of this on this podcast too. Um, And it happens to everyone. It happens to me. It happens to my friends. You know, it's not just you that this is, that is going on with this. And men love nothing more but to gaslight us and make us feel like it's our fault. So don't let that get in your head. But I do think that the feelings um, that you're having towards him where you're like, I really like him. I think it's a little bit of rejection, but also the fact that you're ready for somebody that you want to find somebody. And it's feels to me like it's more out of frustration. Um, but I'm proud of you for standing up for yourself and saying what you felt about it to him. I don't think that you did anything wrong with that. And I, it's so hard because it's like, you know, I just want to say, don't give up. And that's really what it is don't give up. There's good people out there. There's good men out there. You know, are the majority of them chicken boy? Yes. (laughs) 
the majority of them are chicken boy. And that's okay. Not everyone's going to be your soulmate, but I keep telling my, uh, you know, my friends that are, that are going out dating. Like I kind of think we should look at dates as practice for when we do meet our person. Right. But one thing I will also tell you guys, and I think I've said this before, don't hold on to what isn't for you because that's the longer it's going to take to find what is right. I read that somewhere. I heard that somewhere. And I said, I got to tell my girlies that. So, okay. Okay. This one says Venmoing for a party is not a thing. So this is a um, question relating to the, what I had asked you guys last week of, do you Venmo after you go to a party? Is it normal for the host of the party that's holding the party at their home to then Venmo all of the guests the next day or that weekend after everyone leaves. So this one says, Hey, Carly and the little baby kitties sending love and light to all three of you. I had to send an email about the coworker of your friend saying that she would Venmo request people for a party. That is absolutely not it. Asking to bring something is 100% the correct way to go. In my opinion, or maybe don't have a party if you can't afford to have one. I don't know. Maybe that's rude, but I just feel like you could tell people it's BYOB and supply snacks, or even just a few of your closer friends, um, that, you know, are coming to help you out, bring a few snacks. And this would be 100% fine since you're hosting and people are usually super down to bring something as your friend clearly was. But more importantly, I couldn't not share a story about that the situation reminded me of. When I was in 10th grade, my crazy ass chemistry teacher brought in bagels for the whole class and tell me why as the bell was about to ring, she announces that everyone who ate a bagel now owes her 150. What? And should come leave it on her desk on their way out. We were literally children with no money. And why would we not assume that she was bringing bagels for the class as a treat? Like at the very least, tell us they aren't free before we eat them. This has to be illegal, right? Anyway, it's been 12 years and I'm still not over it. If I was your friend, I would have brought something to the party anyway, or just not gone. Yeah, I told her actually not to go. Uh, I hope I'm not the only one that feels this way. I told her, I told her not to go. I was like, that's a little, it's a little silly. Cause she was only going to go for a short amount of time anyway. But I thought, oh, maybe, maybe this is what people do. I totally love like a potluck party where everybody brings like food or a BYOB situation where everyone brings a bottle of wine and oh, we put the, put the beers in the fridge and we are all just going to party and have fun time. Right. Because if you're hosting, you still got a lot on your plate you got to figure out. And it's a lot, but I just, I thought that was so insane. So I, I, I agree with you completely. Um, and I just feel, just feel kind of, I feel how I feel about it. All right. So this says, uh, I guess I'm just lovable. Hi, Carly. Love you so much. I'm a fellow Long Islander who's been listening to the potty for years now. I've always wanted to write to you. So I'm so happy you asked the question about how you know that a guy's in love with you. So I've been dating my boyfriend for about three and a half years. And when I first met him four years ago, we were just friends in the same friend group. And I actually had a stupid, shitty boyfriend who went to another college. But anyway, my current boyfriend and I were just friends at this point, And I never even considered him liking me. He was always the douchey classic. I, I don't catch feelings for girls type of guy. Obviously I'm just too lovable and I don't even know what to do about it. 
Anyway, I broke my phone screen because I'm quite literally always breaking my phone screen. And I had an appointment on a freezing cold day in February at the Apple store on a Saturday morning at around 8 a.m. I asked the night before if any of my friends wanted to come with me. And one of my guy friends who was rooming with my current boyfriend reluctantly said that he would. The next morning, I went over to their dorm and my boyfriend, who likes to sleep until noon, got out of bed and voluntarily took the place of my friend to go to the Apple store with me. All I remember is that it was so cold and my wet that my wet hair literally froze into an icicle. <laughs> Girl, if it was that cold, why did you go out with wet hair? You should have showered when you got home. Uh, and he came to the Apple store, AKA the worst place on earth with me. And we waited and walked around until my phone was ready. He brought us both donuts. Oh my God. While we waited and walked around TJ Maxx. Oh, that's a good first date. And honestly, I would fall in love with someone out of TJ Maxx. I do every time I go. That whole time I wrote it off to him just being a good friend and never tried anything, knowing that I still had a boyfriend. Looking back now, four years later, I'll talk about it with him and my friends. And they say that I was crazy to not admit that he was, in fact, in love with me. He continues to come to the Apple store with me when I break all of my technology. He's not always happy about it, though. Oh, uh, love you and loved seeing you at City Winery a few weeks ago. Thanks for always keeping me laughing. Kiss you right on your freaking lips. Ooh, and then she gives a really good fuck, Mary kill that almost seems violent um, because it's very specific to my, my likes. Uh, but we're going to do that. At the end, I love those little stories. See, we got a lot of, we got a lot of chicken boys, but we got a lot of good guys too. Okay. So let's get into this next one. And again, if you guys want to send anything in, you just send it into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. So this one says, okay. Hey girl, uh, I'm sorry. The, um, the title is hooked and ready to detach. Hey girl, I'm going to get right into it. I'm ready to mingle with the male species, but I'm still hooked on a guy. I briefly dated. I'm a Scorpio, November 16th. Oh my God. Your birthday is two days before mine. And one of my best friends birthdays, one of my ex-boyfriend's best friends birthdays, um, and have loyalty forever with a guy that doesn't like me. I roll. Hey, we should all start a fucking club at this point. I want to shoot my shot with some cuties, but is it smart that I still think about a previous guy? I really like the previous guy, but things obviously didn't work out. What makes me nervous if I start a new fling with somebody and previous guy decides to come back, I'm going to get excited and want to go back to him. I also do not want to just wait around. Your girl is happy alone, but I'm ready for some love from a man with bath mat and towels. Your advice is appreciated. Thank you. So, hey, we know this. We know this song and dance. What I'm going to say is why are you thinking that this guy might come back and why are you already ready to drop someone that might be a perfect person for you for this guy? Don't, don't, don't give him that block him on everything. Don't look at his shit. If he contacts you, don't answer him period. He's not the one and that's okay. Thank God most of them aren't right. I, um, <laughs> I was doing like, um, I was reading a lot recently about quantum leaping, which is like the theory that we all live in different timelines and, um, 
you know, you could, you, some people claim they have gone to alternate timelines. It's just an interesting thing. I don't know how I feel about it, but there were some like a billion years ago, some scientists did some studies on it and some thought it was legit. And it, there's been no proof of any of it being real, obviously, but, um, pretty much the way that, that I can try and explain it to you, to you guys is like, and this is what I always think about like ex-boyfriends, right? Um, so the way that I can think about quantum leaping and the way I could describe alternate universes would be think of life as a pick your own ending game or pick your own ending movie. You know how they get, like we used to play video games and it would say like, do you want to go into the castle or do you want to keep walking? And you would go into the castle and then your new journey would start there. And if you kept walking, you would have a completely different journey. But the game switched depending on the choice you made. That's the theory of alternate universes. So like we, there are all these different universes that exist and depending on what choices you make in life, you go to that universe right? But there are other quote unquote yous. <laughs> there are other yous. I don't know if you've ever seen my cousin Vinny, but I just sounded like Joe Pesci. There are other versions of you living in all of the different timelines, making all different decisions, right? It's crazy. It's very sci-fi vibes. I'm not sitting here saying that it's legit, but I have been thinking and reading a lot about it. And I was hysterical laughing the other night, thinking about, oh my fucking God, all these different timelines. If it's real, they exist of me dating the biggest pieces of shit you've ever met in your life. Like, <laughs> like picture I never broke up. Like picture I never broke up with the guy who didn't, and not that I was dating him, but picture I continued dating and got into a serious relationship with a guy that didn't tell me my boob fell out of my shirt on a first date. Picture what my life would be. And I look back on all the different relationship Carly's and I just feel so damn bad for her. <laughs> I think this timeline would be my favorite one. <laughs> I would be stuck with the loud chewing guy. I would be stuck, stuck with the guy that pooped his pants. Oh my goodness. There's been so many. There's been so many and it's just so funny, right? Eh, life takes us in different directions. But my whole point in saying that is um, that, you know, when we're in it, when we're feeling what we're feeling about God, about a guy or a girl or whatever it is that we're, you know, romantically attracted to, I think <laughs> at the time they're your whole world. But it's always the situation that you look back and you go, what the fuck was I thinking? That guy or that person was such a schmuck. And I can't believe that I would cry about the situation. I can't believe I lost sleep over this. It's so silly half the time. I look back on them and I laugh. I'm like, I can't believe that I cared about this person. Because it's so silly and, and it always, it oil, it always boils down to, they didn't treat me right. So why, why should I, why should I have cared about them? Definitely don't still, but time heals everything you guys. Okay. So we're going to do that. Fuck, Mary kill before we get out of here. And again, you guys can always send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And if I don't read your question, you can send it 
Um, again, sometimes things, you know, they, they slip through the little cracks, but let's do this. Fuck, Mary kill, which feels very contrived. Okay. Ice coffee, diet Coke or beer. Now this is fighting words. I love iced coffee. I love Diet Coke. I love beer. I'm going to go to, you can't marry beer, right? Because then then it becomes a problem. Definitely becomes a problem. I think out of all of these three things, the healthiest would probably be iced coffee, but that's something you're also addicted to, but it's got the least shit in it. You know, Diet Coke's got a bunch of shit in it. Beer is alcohol. So you don't want to be married to beer. Are you drinking beer all day, every day? Hey, you got a problem at that point. You got to check yourself in somewhere and get some help. So I'm going to marry, and, and this might be really wacky for some of you guys to hear. I'm going to marry Diet Coke. Um, even though it's bad for me, I do feel like we have a special thing. And if I ever have a marriage where I look forward to seeing my person every night, the way I look forward to having my daily soda. (laughs) Now, if that's not the most depressing shit you've ever heard, I really, I guys, I look forward so much to drinking my, my diet Coke every day. I love having a diet Coke. And, and if there is a day where for some reason I don't have one already stacked up in the fridge, I'm going out. I'm going out on the freaking town. I'm going to the bodega and I'm buying three or four. So I have them on deck. Sometimes I forget to buy them, but I don't care what time of night it is. That's like the one thing that I'm like, I need my freaking soda. I want my damn soda. And it it, let me have this one pure joy in life. Is it good for me? No, but apparently nothing's fucking good for us anymore. Okay. Everything we eat is bad. Everything we use is bad. Everyone we love is bad. So let me have the one joy of popping open a brewski of not a beer, but a Diet Coke. Okay. It's my special treat and I'm 30 years old and I'm allowed to do whatever I want. So I'm, I'm marrying Diet Coke. I'm fucking beer just because if if you're going to fuck either beer or iced coffee, you got to fuck beer. Uh, uh, You got to. You know, there's no really explanation there. It's just, it's, it's pretty much proof is in the pudding there. It would be more fun. And then you kill iced coffee. I think, you know, iced coffee as a person would be very annoying. So I'm all set with that. But you guys, I have to tell you a funny thing. My friend was on a uh, date and she asked the guy, do you want to play fuck, Mary kill of all the pizza, like fast food pizza chains? And... <laughs> He said, okay, Pizza Hut, Papa John's and uh, Domino's. And she said, Ooh, I think I'm going to marry Papa John's. And he was like, Papa John is racist. And it's so crazy. She, she told me the story and I said, Oh my God, the other, a few weeks ago on the podcast, I was talking about how Papa John is racist. And it happened. It feels like so long ago. It really happened just last year, but okay. You guys, I thought that was a silly story. I'm like, Oh my God. It seems like he set her up with that one. He picked who was in it. You know, he could have said CeCe's pizza or something. But anywho, I love you guys. Sending questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I hope you're all doing well and feeling good and being nice. And I will see you next week. Bye.